Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to LOL, just two guys chatting that make you laugh out loud, talking about the real big matters in life on LOL, and I wouldn't be anything if I wasn't joined by my co-host on hashtag LOL. Remember that, subscribe, hit that subscribe button, make sure you tell all your friends. We want to get this up to a million listeners on LOL. So Chris, you all right? Hello on LOL. Hello. Hello. It's great to have you on LOL, so uh, hashtag LOL, and make sure you subscribe to LOL and uh, link it, tell your friends, you know what, uh, get on our Patreon as well. And if you get on our Patreon and give us money, then we become rich. And yeah, we love that, guys. And you get some extra bonus material, price of a copy on LOL. So, Chris, welcome to LOL. So, what makes you LOL? Uh, everything makes me LOL. I just love life. Hold on, we've got an advert. we got an advert. we got an advert. This bill is no match for me. <laughs> One sheet. One sheet of plenty does the job of three ordinary towers. Stand back, pretty lady. This is why they call me One Sheet. One Sheet does plenty. Now we're back. You're listening to, and we're just going to talk to Chris about what makes him laugh. So what makes you laugh? Everything. Everything makes me laugh. Everything. Oh, mate. Do you know what me, makes me laugh? Patreons. And if you're not listening to this here, you can be one of the Patreons and subscribe for just the price of coffee. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. It means the world to us. We put a lot of time and effort into it, which means you should definitely put the time and effort in by giving us money. LOL. So we're just talking to Chris about what makes you uh, LOL. And every everything. Everything. Anything and everything makes me LOL. Yeah. Uh, so you're a comedian. Uh, did you feel like you, you can't say stuff you used to be able to say? Do you feel like do you feel like things are a lot more controversial than they used to be? Like you can't say what you want to say, and you feel like you're held back a bit. And uh, it, does it make you angry? No, all these wokey wombles coming along and saying you can't say anything nowadays. It's, it's, I don't oh, like it. Wow, there we go. Remember, you listening to LOL, so hashtag LOL where you see this LOL pod, make sure you subscribe to this. Uh, join the Patreon as well. I don't know if I mentioned that, join the Patreon, because uh, it's been paying for my car and a lot of my family stuff. So, uh, yeah, you're listening to LOL. Hold on. This is an LOL. Isn't this it? Small Screens Nostalgia.
that satire you were doing? I don't know. <laughs> I did listen to a podcast the other day, and it wasn't a big pod, but I listened to He's mentioned that Patreon, and I, I counted it out 12 times. We need the Patreon. And, and it's like, subscribe to this. It's like, yeah, give us some bloody content first, mate. Uh, here we are. It's a good one this week, isn't it? It is. I'm what are we doing? To this. We're doing my favourite film of all time, but hold, brace yourself. You know, anyway, they've seen it in the contents. So, what have you been up to? Christopher Barnes. I went to up the creek and did the blackout. And oh, it... <laughs> uh, it turns out that I remember the pub over the road more than I remember up the creek. Oh, wow, well, well, that's impressive. So the the Weatherspoon, <laughs> the Weatherspoon's over the road. I remember from going the first time to the blackout. Yeah, because I lost my wallet in there. Oh, that's an extra. You lost your wallet. <laughs> did you ever find it? Yes, I did find it. In the old days, I used to have the braces on, the Hawaiian shirt and everything. And I got downstairs and went, where's the wallet gone? And I went up to the yeah. bar and said, has anyone handed in a wallet? No, no wallet. I thought, oh, no, I'm going to get stuck in Greenwich with no wallet. I think I had a phone on me. And uh, and then I went upstairs and found it on the U-Bend because I'd got changed. <laughs> yes. And, uh, oh, mate. That time I did the blackout, I didn't give a shit about the blackout. I was more, <laughs> more elated that I could go home again. I was like, I don't care yeah, how this goes now. You can go home. I, uh, I had a similar incident in that pub after doing a gig at Up the Creek where I ordered an Uber to go to, uh, where was I going? Rainham. Mm. And I thought, oh, it's going to take me to Rainham. And the Uber stopped. I got out and thought, this is a Rainham station. And the geezer had dropped me off at Rainham in Essex, not <laughs> Rainham in Kent, and refused to come back until he'd finished two more jobs. <laughs> So, and after even saying, yeah, Rainham in Medway, yeah, he's like, yes, of course. And he clearly didn't have a clue. And it's, uh, I'm not judging Essex, but rough old plane. Do you remember the spiral staircases in the, is it called the Clockworks or something? I think so. I know, I know that Weatherspoons very well. Yeah, I sat there and went, I'm, I remember this. When I went this time, I was just basically in my uniform. All I needed was the shirt and the hat was in my bag. And I thought, oh, you are more professional than you used to be. That's not hard, though, is it? Yes. And I was. Is it? Is that a <laughs> conscious decision? <laughs> and I was meant to be opening for a rock band called the Grinners on the 29th of July, which. The Gorillas? No, the, the Grinners or something? Not the Gorillas. The Sinners? No. It... Paul Sinners Band. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that would be amazing, just Trevor coming on. After, yeah, come on, let's go. Please welcome the comedy starlings of Terra Feel Good. Hello. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I'd like that. I think that'd be. I think that's what rock music needs. I, I think more character-based acts. <laughs> I think I'd get booed off, which would be funny. Or if it went quite well, I'd be quite annoyed because I wouldn't go awfully. And then I'd I don't think it would. Material for the show. But what it's... if that turns out to be your tribe? Yeah, but it's not happening now because there's a train strike. Damn them. And on the bill was me, the Grinners, and the Artful Todger, which looks like Trevor's nickname. It's like the I've Artful invented Dodger. it. No, the Artful Todger. Oh, the Artful Todger. I thought, yes. uh, that's a great name, isn't it, for a band? Hello, we're the Artful Todger. This one's called Swings Both Ways. Da, 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 da. Why does everyone talk like that in my head? <laughs> so I'd have to bring them on. Please welcome the Artful Dodger. Da, 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 da. Come on. Then, give it off for Trevor Filkin, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love them bringing you off more than you bringing them on, of just watching a bad art. What have we booked into? Yeah, it would be very hostile, wouldn't it? 
a very hostile it would be a very hostile environment just like a jurassic park there's something about dinosaurs which sort of captures the popular imagination like nothing else was an awe to this reveal of this world. Dinosaurs coming back to life. There's a dinosaur. Uh That was the beginning of something that changed movies. And that anything that we could imagine, we could put on film. Clever girl. When the audience went into that theater, they left feeling like they had actually encountered a dinosaur. Making a movie of that scope and that caliber in that moment really changed the game. It's been a great pleasure for me, and I'm very proud and pleased to have been part of it. I was honored to be there, and I feel so proud to be part of the most ridiculously fun couple of action hours of your life. Hold on to your butts. Life uh, finds a way. Thank you so much for being on this incredible journey with us. Thank you for continuing to inspire us with your passion for these characters. And know with all certainty, none of it could have happened if it weren't for you. It did. So, from all of us, thank thank you. you. This film, <laughs> this is, I've, I'm going to say it, greatest film ever made. Ask on the Facebook page if anyone had any uh, comments on Jurassic Park. And Adam Joyce said, love the first one, even had a soft spot for the second one. Now, you said we can't do shows and t- films that are good. And then you picked Jurassic Park, which is probably the now, best film ever. <laughs> now, well back, well back, that's 30 years since Jurassic Park opened its gates to a world of imagination. And it's a great film, but it is ridiculous as well. If we take it apart, it's a story about a theme park full of dinosaurs, which in theory is very loosely based on pets win prizes. I think I think if you look at this and you look at Petwin prizes, they're very very close 
and almost the same thing. I think I think that could have been it. If Pets Win Prizes would have done better, they would have opened up a theme park. And it's only a matter of time, isn't it, when people are like, oh, I like going to Petsland, but the pets are boring. I'd like to see a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I never thought that you'd compare Jurassic Park with Pets Win Prizes. I, do you know what? I think now now is the time. It's been there. It's been there all along. It's like a little Easter egg waiting in the background. What what memories do you have of Jurassic Park on its 30th anniversary? I remember when Daddy Baker came along and said, look at that box. That hasn't got a dinosaur in it. That's... Oh, sorry. If Danny Baker was in Jurassic Park, I'd think the film would be a bit better. Every film needs Not Danny as a Baker. main character. I think everything's better with Danny Baker. I've written down the plot. I've written down out every scene. <laughs> I've gone through this. I've gone through. Well, well, let's go through this together as a team. Also, I I'm so excited about it being the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. I I went out to the local shop and I bought the brand new Jurassic Park 30th anniversary trading cards. You're wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt, aren't you? I am. I love Jurassic Park, mate. It's it's got everything: dinosaurs, a park. <laughs> it's a perfect film. Has problems in it. As a film, it is yeah. a good thing. If it was a real event, there wouldn't be merchandise for Jurassic Park, the, the part that went wrong, would there? Well, no, but then again, like, you could say that about anything. There's Titanic merchandise out there. Independence Day, when those aliens came down and blew up the uh, White House. Independence Day. Did you know, are you secretly saying there should be more merchandise for natural and man-made disasters? Well, in the... Lost World. A nice 9-11 t-shirt or something like that. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, like in Jurassic World, one of the guys is wearing a Jurassic Park t-shirt and it's like, oh, but that that first part was legit. It was like, people died in there, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people died in hilarious ways. Yes. Oh, but that backfired. (laughs) What, What backfired? You're right. No, I was meant to cough off screen and then I put the camera back on and had a cough. If I did, I thought he's cough on screen uh, or on audio. Or if you're listening to this at our new home on the radio, good luck. If you're not, then it never happened. So, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the middle of the show. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back. They're in. He's a nublar with a big box. It's got a big old box and it's got a, they're moving a velociraptor around. And yeah. then and then, move it. and then the Velociraptor ends up nearly escaping and the bloke has to go, shoot her, shoot her. And that's how it starts. Shoot her. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a little bit up front with you on this. I watched this at the cinema yeah. with my dad and it was big news in Dover. There was queues to the water fountain and we were in the end of the queue and we got to the end and I burst into t- tears because they said there was no seats left. And we were upset, but my dad knew the person selling the ticket. So they went, don't worry, Phil, we've got some deck chairs. And we watched this film in the fire escape of Silver Screen Cinema in a deck chair. Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful times. But also, he knew how much I loved this film. And two weeks after we saw it, we got the video. A few of you thinking, how did you get the video of Jurassic Park two weeks after you've been to the cinema in the 90s? (laughs) <laughs> Is he a wizard? No, but he knew a bloke. And uh, so I'm going to go through this of what I remember of the pirate copy that I watched <laughs> again and again. And this opening scene was so grainy. I couldn't see anything. And all I remember is shooter, shooter. And for years, I thought he just shot a person. Because <laughs> I couldn't see it. It's quite a grainy scene anyway, because of the works of Spielberg's light and colour is amazing. But I couldn't see a thing. And also looking back, I would have been about... Seven at this time, really inappropriate. It's too scary for me when it came out. Is it? I, oh, do you know? What? I miss pirate videos, mate. Like, I remember it had a photocopied cover that made it look more like a pirate video than if it was just a video with the title on. <laughs> I remember watching a pirate version of The Lion King. Yeah, and I thought, how have they done this? And right at the end, when the credits came up, everyone cheered in the cinema. So it's like, ah, oh, this is obviously this is how they've done it. 
I think piracy back then, you really had to go to the effort, didn't you, of taking a camera and sitting in the cinema mm-hmm. at the back and filming a film. What these kids do nowadays don't realise, you can just, it goes up on Netflix, some git comes along, takes it off, sticks it on another website. <laughs> it's exactly the same as it was. There's no one walking past when you're trying to watch the film. There's not two people sat in the fire escape on deck chairs going, Dad, hang, <laughs> hang on a minute, <laughs> could you not find someone who'd got proper seats? <laughs> different times, mate. Different, different time. And looking back, maybe he was the one who filmed it. I don't know. It's <laughs> only filming it falling into place at this moment in time. Going, hold on. <laughs> Just oh, the camera oh, went down and went, is that a deck chair? Oh, it's gone back up again. Oh, it's a it's a velociraptor. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was weird all of a sudden that like he, he's in for the last seat. Oh, Phil, good to see you. Would you like us to put the seats out? <laughs> oh, Oh, well, that's, that's something for the therapy. Oh, shooter, shooter. Oh, oh, they're digging the amber out of somewhere. And they said, oh, go and get, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Neil Grant, is it? No, Russell Neil Grant. Russell Grant. He is Russell Grant now. Go and get Russell Grant. Alan Grant. Grant. Get, Alan get, Grant. Get Alan Grant. He's like me. He's He's a digger. If two experts sign up on the island, the insurance guys will back off. I've already got Ian Malcolm, but they think he's too trendy. They want Alan Grant. Grant? Well, you'll never get him out of Montana. Loose, bus. Why not? Muchachos, échame loose! Why not? Because Grant's like me. He's a digger. That's that's how they bring him in. It's oh, who's this digger man? And and also from this bit where they're looking at the amber, it's a great scene where the kids are, dinosaurs are boring. And uh, old Alan Grant thinks not to tell him a bit about dinosaurs to excite him, but to scare <laughs> the shit out of him by explaining what a velociraptor would do if it was to find you and tear you apart. No, no, what he's doing is he's doing foreshadowing for later. He is. He... <laughs> Do you reckon he, he was in Jurassic Park and, and he, the raptors were after him and he thought to himself, okay, should have seen this coming. <laughs> Maybe that was his karma. Maybe scaring the crap out of the, that kid. Still don't know why the other films have not had this little kid as the bad guy who's gone bad after, after Alan Grant has spoken to him and fucked him up for life. So he's like... I'm going to build a park with big dinosaurs in it. Maybe his fear of dinosaurs has led him on to create like muted animals of today that could take <laughs> on the dinosaurs. So if they ever got out again, maybe like a 10-foot lion was sent with the head <laughs> of a crocodile. Go on, Hollywood, give me a call. What gets me with the idea is that John Hammond thinks it's going to be a nice weekend where they just go around the park and decide if it's safe enough. Anyone could tell you this well, is going to go badly. Well, I think as well, like, even if you look at zoos, if you look at, like, the accidents that happen in a zoo, that sometimes those areas aren't safe, and you know how to deal with those animals. Like, every now and then a gorilla will get out, a bear will escape, and, uh, yeah, it does cause, like, really, really, like, bad times for everyone. And that's animals that we understand and live among, let alone something not from our time. And he's a killing machine. Like that bloke from Happy Campers who's scared of donkeys. He is. Hashtag Happy Campers. Oh, that was the best episode ever with <laughs> the uh, when they were having the race and they were trying to get it into the swimming pool. It's like the Chuckle Brothers. Oh, uh, do, you, do you think they know now? They're playing a bit to the cameras, the old Happy Campers. I think they're I... self-aware now. I don't like it. 
I, like, I liked it when they thought, oh, the cameras are here. We're going to get a few minutes of fame. They know what they're doing. It's like Louis Spence. When Louis Spence worked out, they liked him being stupid. It's like, no, he's aware now. We don't like it. He's, he knows what he's going. He knows what he wants. He knows what they want. Nidri is upset because he's he, uh, John Hammond isn't giving him the right amount of money. Which is fair enough. And then Goldblum turns what? up. Yeah. Goldblum's whole point of being in this film is I don't know. He's not Goldblum Goldblum yet, is he? Lost World uh, to jump to the sequel of this wonderful film. He is very much full Goldblum. And I the magic of Jeff Goldblum is he's a great actor, but he's not the lead actor in the 90s. He's very much a fantastic side character. And, and hence why Lost World does not work at all. Like in Ragnarok, I swear they hadn't got a script. He's just saying what he's thinking. <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Goldblum, say what he's thinking. Never heard his jazz album, but I reckon he never wrote a lyric down. <laughs> well, I, he... I think it was just, oh, I'm Jeff Goldblum and I'm going to sing. It's all scat. Exactly. Which was a lot like the uh, aftermath of the dinosaurs. <laughs> but helicopter, yahoo! And uh, <laughs> seatbelt. What? I think, doesn't John Hammond go, yahoo! Or something. <laughs> I think he does go, Yahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> I think the helicopter's a bit of a weird scene as well. Uh, but once again, foreshadowing in the helicopter mm. of the dread inside of all of them at this point. And we, we'll leave a pin in that. What I like about the film is that they don't show everything straight away. Nowadays, because of, of what they did with their CGI coming over here. Yeah. Now all the films got CGI because of this. If if yeah. they uh, at the beginning you don't see you only see bits of the dinosaurs and then it isn't until they're looking at that brontosaurus you go oh look this CGI animal your imagination it, is doing all the work for you well it works though doesn't it? it 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 works because the story's engaging at the beginning the acting's solid and you believe you are going to a dinosaur filled park and remember at this time like this was nineteen ninety three. So nothing like to this extent had ever really been out there. And like all I remember at this time is, oh, this is going to happen. And they're just being bitterly disappointed. There's films out there that still don't have the effects of this. I don't know. Someone was saying uh, last year that I rewatched it and it it was dated. And I went, no, 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 it's not. And now I've watched it and I was like, Oh, it's it's slightly. I was like, damn, no, I thought I think nah. Toy, Toy Story still stands up, even though it's the not first as... one looks a bit dated. Oh, does it? No, don't say that. No, but it then still again, looks it, good. It's old. it still looks good. I mean, like if you look at it in a genre, Chaplin still looks amazing. Like <laughs> it is it, it's a product of its time. I think I'm that's re- how you need to view these things. With you can't view it and think, well, this doesn't have the effects of Jurassic World because it definitely looks better than any of the Jurassic World films. I'm really surprised that um, Steven Spielberg hasn't done a Lucas and gone back and added more dinosaurs. Added more dinosaurs, that old Father Ted thing. <laughs> the Christmas film, Jurassic Park, now with more dinosaurs. <laughs> there's no more plot, just there's more special effects. That's all it is. I uh, love that George Lucas thing of no film is ever finished. Like, like what a weird thing to say. Like, no <laughs> Well, it is, Luke, because it's done. When you hand it in and then put it on at the cinema, it's finished, George. It's finished. You can't do any more to it. You can't take it out of the cinema and then start tinkering with it. I had a massive, well, not a massive argument, that's dramatic. I had a little bit of a dispute where someone was like, well, he'd already written them prequels 
before he made uh, New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And you know, the back of your mind going, no, he didn't, did he? <laughs> because like th- those were never there. And you know when you're just like, no. What no, I don't no. like is going on. It's like the Indiana Jones film. People don't like the new fifth one. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, uh, the kingdom of the crystal skull wasn't as bad as we all remember it was. Yes, it was. Don't change history and say, oh, now, oh, that's not as bad as it used to be. It is as bad as it used to be. Like the Phantom Menace, like people going, oh, it's not as bad as the new prequels. Yes, it is. It is. You can't, No, this is hindsight thinking now. No, I'm not having this. Just because there was Tazos at the time, don't let that confuse you. <laughs> anyway, we have a T-Rex. We have a T-Rex. <laughs> it's something more like a sheep. Do you know there's a line in the film where they say, how do you feel? And he, feel, he says, we feel extinct. That is how the, the people that are doing the animatronic puppets felt when they found out they were doing CGI. They said they were going to be an extinct. Oh, that's a nice little factoid. But also, that those animatronic puppets added to it. So, so you felt like when you see the Triceratops, it was there. I think with animatronics, like they can really enhance the film. I think CGI, very few films do it right. I think if you look at Paddington and you look at Guardians of the Galaxy and then you look at Paddington and Rocket, they are the two where you actually feel they're there. Like, I don't think I've ever looked at Rocket and gone, that's not real. Right, Mr. DNA. But I have looked at Garfield in Garfield 2 and thought, no. Uh, sorry, A Tale of Two Kitties? Yeah, A Tale of Two Kitties, a work of art, Billy Conley's finest work. Uh, uh, Mr. DNA. Mr. Yeah, Mr. DNA, talking to lots of John Hammond. He goes, oh, I've got, yeah. some, I've got some lines I have to do. Yeah, learn them, mate, come on. Does that mean he has to be on the tour every time it goes round? I, th- I think that is the, the plan, but I reckon it's time when it's, it's not. They dress someone up as John Hammond and send <laughs> him around, and then he pops up. I like Mr. DNA. I don't think he got enough screen time. Well, he does a lot of exposition, doesn't he, of telling you how they've done it? Because it would be well, quite it's bo- done well. It would be quite boring if a businessman just said, right, what we did was we got some frogs and some amber and yeah. we stuck it in the frogs and then, but um. T-Rex. That's also the genius in this film that other films of this day and age don't understand. Three minutes that took <laughs> of a video that explained what happened. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse took the whole of the film to set it up without any actual storyline of what was going on in the fucking film. Oh, it looks nice. You know when they hatched the egg? Yeah. With the little velociraptor in it? Yeah. You can clearly see there's a man's hand going through the you can't see the oh don't say that don't say that (laughs) you can see you can clearly see a hand going through the table because the grass is sort of moving up either side of the egg there's a man's hand coming through the bottom no it's a velociraptor moving mate no it's not it's a man he's moving around with his little have you seen those big claws at the bottom that's going to push an egg I think have you ever tried crawling out of an egg mate the version I watched was so clear that I think it's ruined me. It's ruined it for myself because it's like you can see the you can see it's a hand. I'll be honest. The version I watched when I was a kid, I didn't even know there was a velociraptor there or the egg attached. <laughs> I was like, "What is that? Why is he talking to a table?" Life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. I love bloody... that quote. I don't know how we said it. Bloody sucking. Oh, oh, the blood sucking lawyer is the only one on my side at the dinner. Yeah. 
Well, he realises how much he can make, doesn't he, the lawyer? Um, no. Wait, oh. What's up? What's up, Chris? Is something eating your notes? Oh, I've just forgotten something that happened when I was watching this. Yeah. Got, got nearly, really near the end, and we had a power cut. So all the electricity oh, wow. went off. I was like, oh, I'm really, this is the immersive experience of watching Jurassic Park. I'm there. What, in the cinema? No, no, at home, when I watched it. Oh, I watch it. Yeah, yeah. that would be better if it was in the cinema. Did it scare you a bit? <laughs> it was. It was like, oh, Nedry, what have you done? Put my, what, 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 put my, put my film back on. Put it back on. I'm thinking if we're not doing one next week, we can make this into a two-parter. I think it might have to be. Uh... <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.